Welcome to Dr. J's Path to Success podcast. Dr. James Fetish is a successful practice owner, best-selling author, and speaker. Listen in as he shares his secrets to a successful business and a successful life. So now, here's Dr. J. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. Hope you guys have been enjoying the podcast. That's a really great guest. Guests on lately, John D. Martini, Jay Morgan, Mark Stana. Really big hitters, Dan Sosnowski from Chiropractic Economics. We've had a lot of really big hitters in the industry come on lately. Pretty much everybody's been on, so it's pretty cool. Hope you've been enjoying the interviews, and uh, this is one to just me one-on-one again. So this episode, we're going to talk about a looking ahead, looking ahead. So I'm going to tell you a couple stories, and uh, maybe going to apply to your life and your business as well. So talked about in our episode, Old versus New Media, we're doing some TV advertising. Since then, uh, we had some interesting issues. So we're advertising Comcast, local uh, the ads were moderately effective. Maybe they paid for themselves, maybe not. It was kind of break even. So I was okay with it. We weren't spending a lot. It was a pretty small marketing budget, a couple thousand a month. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're kind of break even on it. So it was okay. And it kind of helps with the other marketing. So, so, so. Um, but, you know, TV, obviously, cord cutting is, is going through the roof. Um, you know, all these analysts predicted so many people are going to cut. And, you know, a lot of us didn't even believe that many. And then the reports just came out that more cut than even the analysis thought would, which usually, you know, they say a million people are going to cut and only half a million do. Yeah, I don't know the numbers off my top of my head, but they said a million are going to cut and two cut. It was like double what they thought, and the, the stocks all went down. And so cord cutting is obviously going crazy. It's rampant. It's it's going to continue, obviously, in these old media TV companies, especially this kind of local advertising I was doing. is, is certainly a dying off industry. Uh, you know, it's going to be harder and harder for them to survive, obviously. You, know, you think ahead to the future. I mean, just imagine my three-year-old now. You know, she, uh, you know, we I grew up without DVRs, and, and really that stuff came out when I was a little bit older. And you know, my daughter's three, and already she just says, you know, I want to watch Curious George, and mom puts Curious George on the smart TV, you know, it's on YouTube, or it's on, you know, wherever it is, and there's no, there's no you know, to her, that's just normal, you know, I want to watch this show, and it just comes on, or you want to watch a movie, and it's on the smart TV, you know, within 30 seconds, you know, we grew up, and you had to wait for the show to be on at a certain time, or, you know, we didn't even really have VCRs when I was little, that started coming out to record it, and fast forward and all that. So, you know, I just can't imagine telling my three-year-old in 20 years or 10 years even, you know, people waiting for Monday night at nine o'clock for their favorite show to come on or even waiting the next day to record it. Like, they're not going to, you know, she's growing up. Like, I want to watch it now. I'm going to watch it now. And that's, that's it. Like, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to record it and do all this stuff. You know, there's no way the next generation is going to do that. So you definitely obviously see that they're dying off, you know, but for us, we were doing advertising. You know, my patient isn't 20 years old. You know, they're going to be older and they're probably still watching TV and that's okay. So, but anyway, so we're talking about kind of looking ahead. So if you're working in a TV company, I want to tell you a little bit about our story and uh, and just kind of relate this maybe to you. So what we had to happen actually, so we just canceled our advertising. So what happened is one month we were double charged. It's just a set you know dollar amount per month, and the month they double charged me. So I see it on the statement, and I got to go and talk to the rep and the billing department. It's a whole aggravation. So what they did was refund it because it was improper, but it seems like what they did is refund the whole amount of the double charge. So it should have been, let's just use round numbers, $1,000 a month I'm spending. They charged me two last month, but then uh, refunded me the whole two back. So then I basically didn't pay for the month, I, I guess, is what happened. Um, and then so then I canceled the, the TV because it wasn't working well and the billing was just a nightmare. This isn't the first time we had a billing issue with them. I can just see their billing system is so antiquated and you can just tell it's this like dying industry. In my head, I just know there's a dot matrix printer in a back room somewhere printing off that paper, the holes in the side, printing out statements over there because they just do this like old school accounting. Like I didn't even know it's like a cruel base based on like just these old fashioned accounting systems and it just messes up all the time. And this isn't the first time we had issues with it. Yeah, so the system double build, didn't build. But anyway, so they double build, and it was multiple times we had a problem. The commercial had been stale, been running for a while. The results weren't great. So, so you know what? This is just a, a hassle, and we're not really getting results to cancel the ads. 
So that was a month ago. Now, the other day, they charged me again. And I was like, there's no ads running. And the way it's supposed to work with TV is you prepay the month. So you know, if you're advertising in March, on March 1st, they charge you for the whole month. Then they run your commercial. So when your commercial has been done for a month, there's no way they should be charging you. And the charge statement, the uh, statement they sent you said prepayment for the next month. So it's just a whole nightmare getting it back and forth. And they're just, you know, terrible customer service, Comcast and everything else. But where the story is going is that I have the sales rep. It's actually a pretty nice lady. She lives in my town, which is a little bit further from my office, Nancy. And she does a good job. Nice lady. And she tries to rectify these issues. This is like the third billing issue they had. And there's so many problems. She's a good saleswoman, nice person. But, um, you know, it's just it's like, why are you still doing this kind of work? You know, obviously, this is a dying industry. And, you know, their systems are outdated. They're messing up your customers. You work hard to get. And, like, they're obviously, you know, not going to be able to keep up with this. And, uh, you know, why, why are you still selling TV ads? You know, it's kind of just, like, why don't you just jump to a different industry? So what we're going to talk about this episode is you got to look a couple years ahead in what you're doing. You know, that's why like, I look at her. She's a good salesperson. But what are you going to be doing in two, three, five years? Like, there's no way there's going to be, you know, local TV advertising. You're already Internet spending is way outpaced TV advertising. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse. The cutting is worse than they get even, you know, worse nightmares they were hoping against. And, uh, you know, it's obviously you just wonder, like, what goes on in some people's head. Like, you don't see a head. Like, I understand there's still plays for it and there's still people advertising and all that. And I, and I was one of them. But, you know, what are you looking ahead a couple of years? You know, what's going on? Or, like, you, know, you ever go to the bank and nobody goes to the bank anymore, right? So we do everything online pretty much. And then because with the insurance checks in the practice, we actually uh, have, like, a quick scanner, they call it, where you can actually scan the insurance checks into your computer system, just basically like the way a bank. So you can rent the little scanner right from the bank. So we do that a lot so I can do it myself and keep an eye on it and I don't have to go anywhere. Um, so, you know, you very run to the bank. When we do cash deposits, you do it through the ATM now. You just do that once a week. I drive by an ATM, right? So very rarely you have to go in. I think I went in. I needed a notary for something recently. And uh, that's one of the few places I think of that still have notaries. It's hard to find them sometimes. So I went in there. But you same thing with the bank towers. You go in there and see them. They're all standing around. Nobody's going in there anymore. They're closing. You know, I used Chase. There was four branches by us. They closed, I think, two of them. So there's still two. One by my office, one by my house. But, you know, half, you know, 50% closed in the last three, four years. Obviously, it's not like a growth industry being a bank teller, right? And that's not like a, you know, an amazing job that you're making a ton of money. Like, it's a pretty baseline job. So, you just the same thing. Like, what are you, what are you thinking? You got to look ahead a couple of years and see what's going on in your industry. Like, the branches are closing. This is not a, like a growth industry. Like, you've got to jump ship now and try to find something before the bank closes. And there's 20 of you looking for jobs. So I just, you know, I want you to think ahead. And there's all sorts of examples like this. You know, this is just two things that popped into my head recently. And this kind of TV thing was just really fresh in my mind because of the issues we're having with them billing. But yeah, just got to look at your industry. And it's the same thing. So, you know, I'm in healthcare, obviously. Um, you know, chiropractic, physical therapy is obviously just growing. People are getting older. The baby boomers are getting to be that retirement age, Medicare age. And uh, so they're going to need more and more health care. Um, you know, people are getting more overweight, which means more and more back, neck, shoulder, the kind of stuff that we treat, which is great. Um, you know, and people are getting older. They're getting more joint replacement surgeries. We do physical therapy for that. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. We do acupuncture, and that's helpful for a lot of stuff that we're having issues with. We're doing fertility treatment now, and the, so women have more and more trouble with that because they're getting older. And that's why I do these things. I mean, you know, obviously, I, I like being a chiropractor, but you look ahead and see where this is going. That's why we added physical therapy years ago. There's more joint replacement surgeries. There's more of this stuff going on as people are getting older and out of shape and living longer there's more need for that stuff so i see that growth potential there and same with you know we do acupuncture nutrition that kind of stuff you see more people with problems that they could be helped with acupuncture and like i said we just started a fertility program not too long ago because women are having kids older 
you know, and that's a growth thing. Obviously, women are going to keep having kids older. They're going to be working in the workforce more later and having kids older. So that's going to keep happening. So, you know, we've looked ahead a couple of years and seen that trend and, and see what's going on. And healthcare is just, you know, if you're in healthcare, I think it's a great trend. Uh, I mean, everybody says it's going to be, you know, growth. Uh, healthcare providers, it's a lot harder being a provider. You know, for example, physical therapists went to school for four years, only 10 years ago. Now it's, then it went to five and now it's up to seven years. And uh, basically, they can't train enough physical therapists because the programs got longer. They don't have the instructors, and they can't train them. That's actually a huge problem all across healthcare. So nursing school is the same problem. The nursing schools could take five times as many students as they they have now, but they can't find enough instructors to teach them. They don't have the facilities set up. So this is creating basically a shortage in a lot of healthcare areas. So you know, there's more demand for healthcare than there are providers, and that's probably going to continue as these schooling requirements got harder. You know, occupational therapist was four years a couple years ago. Now it's five, and they're talking about going to seven. You know, nursing practitioners is five to seven, eight years now. You know, so all this stuff's gotten harder and harder to get the degrees and licenses, which is going to increase the demand for these specialties. And it's also, like I said, the patients are getting older and more population. But what I just want to talk about my business, obviously, you want to look across this all kind of areas, you know, everything. You got to look a couple years ahead in your industry or other industries. People are so short-sighted sometimes. They just, like I said, I walk into the bank and I just see this teller sitting there and it's like, what do you think? Like, don't you like think for one minute, like, this is not a good industry to be in. Like, banks are going to continue with closing branches and there's not going to be less and less need for bank towers and technology. More people adopt technology. You know, yes, there's some older people still go daily for their deposits and all that. But as technology gets better and better, and really the banks are shifting you that way. You know, if you're a banking customer, you see like they're they're pushing you to do stuff online and they don't really want you going, you know, call in or, or do things online. They don't want you coming down the branches, right? So, you know, you just got to look ahead a little bit. I don't know what goes through some people's mind. I said this woman, she's a great saleswoman, nice lady. I give her a little hard time for all the billing issues. But, you know, she's a great, she's a good salesperson. She can sell something else and probably do really, really well. And instead, you're just in an industry like every month, it's going to get harder to get customers every week, you know. And the other thing with them is their rates have gone way down, which is one of the reasons I tried it again. Uh, but they basically get a, a split of the of the monthly bill that you have. They get a commission off that. Last I checked, I think it was fifteen percent. So if you're spending a thousand dollars a month on TV ads, they get one hundred fifty bucks. Well, you know these these local car dealers were spending ten thousand dollars a month in all these little markets, and you know so it's a nice little payday for them. Fifteen hundred, you get five six car dealers, and you get a bunch of little people, and you can do really well. But as those rates come down, you know the same ten thousand dollars worth of commercials that you could run now cost you four or three. I mean, it's dropped dramatically because they know the you know the viewers aren't there. You can't charge you know it's ten dollars for you know ten thousand viewers or whatever the math is, and then the viewers have gone way down. You can't charge the same amount, although some are still trying to do that. But uh, you know, so the rates gone way down. So say even if you have that that dealership that was spending ten thousand, now they're only spending four, and basically they're going to all shift to internet marketing as well. I have seen that you know, cracked me up that, that some of the uh, the TV companies are now pushing internet ads. So a couple of years ago, you know, they're saying the internet doesn't work, stick with TV. And now they're trying to sell me internet ads, which is pretty funny. So my last rep, and I think she's a different company. This is a couple of years back, but, uh, you know, pushing TV on me and I did TV with her. I think it was a different company we're using than, than now, but I don't really remember. But anyways, trying to show me now we're into internet advertising and it's like, you're, you're so late to the game, right? So it's, uh, you're way, way late to the game. And then that's kind of one of the things that, I, that I've been known for. We generate about 40 new patients a month off the internet in a small town, which is a lot. So I've spoken all over, literally all across the country about internet marketing for doctor's offices. I teach doctors, you know, it's one of the things I do the most of. So, um, you know, we teach that all the time. So she came in trying to propose all this internet stuff and, and I just asked a couple questions and she just basically didn't know anything of what she was talking about. And it's like, 
you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's really incongruent. So, um, you know, I got off a little bit of a tangent here, but I think that what I really want to come across to you, some of these things is you got to look ahead a little bit. People are so short-sighted in their business and their life. You know, look ahead a couple of years. The town you're in growing or shrinking, you know, people don't look at that kind of stuff. People are leaving town or factories closing up and you're practicing in a town where the people are leaving, you know, 10% of the population is leaving every year. Maybe you don't set up practice there. Or maybe before there's nobody there, you sell it and move to another town. You know, you got people just don't look ahead a couple of years. You know, you don't have to see the future or be, uh, you know, forecaster, but, you know, just look at these trends going on in your industry or other industries. Like I said, you're in TV advertising. Like that is not a good industry to be in. That's going to continue to shrink and it's going to be harder every month. Jump ship now. Go do something else before, you know, you're in an extinct industry. You're riding out these businesses. I just don't understand how it goes, but it applies to your business too. And that's really what I want to get back to. You know, there are these industries, but look, you're busy. Yeah, is your town growing or shrinking? Is this town, you know, getting better, worse, is lower income, higher income? What kind of population is moving in or out? You know, these are stuff I'm looking at all the time, and people just sometimes aren't looking at that. You need to look at these patterns, what's going on in the future, and just look a couple years ahead. Is there, you going to be a better industry or worse in a couple years? And think of what's going on, you know. So I think for healthcare, it's just getting better every year. People are getting older. I know insurance is a problem, but there's always... Uh, there's always issues there, but there's always ways around it as well. So uh, I just want you to you know, take, a, take a minute here after the podcast here and just you know, do some research. Think about it in your industry, in your town. You know, maybe you're living in a town where 10% of the population is leaving every year and your, your real estate's going to drop dramatically in a couple of years. And maybe you need to sell and get out now. Or like I said, you're practicing in a town that's shrinking. Or maybe it's growing and it's your opportunity. So you got to really just look ahead a little bit. People, I guess, just get so buried in the moment they don't look ahead. And like I said, I'm not asking you to fortune teller or, you know, predict the stock market in 15 years or anything like that. But just kind of look at these trends. And some are just so obvious and people just aren't paying attention to them. You just got to plan a couple years ahead. Another quick example, there's a coffee shop in town that a lot of people go to. And uh, it's kind of in between. Long story short, there's no Starbucks nearby. So it's a kind of mom pop coffee shop. It's a great place. Um, my wife goes all the time and they have some little bit of food and it's a pretty good, you know, it could be run better, but he does a pretty good job. It's a nice, probably a little business, but finally a big Starbucks is coming in with the drive-through and the whole deal. And this guy's got a tough parking lot to go into. So he's obviously a little bit nervous, but he's already, uh, it's not going to open for another year. It's a new plaza coming in, all this stuff. But, um, he's just doing some remodeling this. I think I always say closed down a couple days or remodeling the store a little bit, trying to update it. And he's nervous they're coming in, but he's preparing now. So you know, most people wait, Oh, Starbucks came in and they put me out of business. You know, that's all I hear a Walmart come in. You, know, you used you knew Walmart was coming in for years usually or months or years. And these things take forever. Like the Starbucks project, they're building a whole plaza. It's going to be a big drive through with the whole thing, but it's going to take forever. You know, it's going to be another year. They say years, it's probably be two, but he's starting to plan ahead now and good for him. You know, may, maybe he does the right thing. Maybe he doesn't, at least he's doing something about it now. This is the time. So I hear that stuff all the time. You know, Walmart came in and put me out of business. I own the you know, fishing store or whatever it was. Like you knew they were coming into town. Do something to provide service now or do something different. Add extra service. You know, maybe this guy starts doing coffee delivery. Starbucks isn't going to do that. Uh, but he has good food. So maybe you expand the food choices, the food menu. Expand the dining area. It's a small now. You expand that. But you got to plan ahead and do it now. At least you're looking ahead a couple years. Hey, Starbucks is coming to town. i got to remodel the store maybe. You know, update the look. Freshen things up a little bit. Do something different. Yeah, there's all sorts of ways to do that. And that's the same. Like I said, Walmart's come in and put me out of business. Or there's just a Hallmark store closed by me and... You know, it said in the article, the guy bought the store in 2014, a Hallmark store. Like, you know, good. The guy guy before that was looking ahead saying, listen, this is not a good industry anymore selling these Hallmark gift cards, right? Everybody buys online. You're buying a million other places. Let me sell this business to this guy. But, you know, there's an article about it closing up and you bought it in 2014. You didn't see that, like, greeting cards probably wasn't, like, the way to be, the industry to be in. Like, we've got to look ahead a couple of years here. So they, you know, so they struggled for a couple of years and they're shutting up the shop. 
yeah, obviously this is not like a good industry to be in. You just got to look at this stuff and look ahead a couple years. You know, you have to look ahead 20 years or predict the future, but you know, look ahead and prepare ahead. You know, it's, these big stores come in or even being Amazon, we did an episode on that. You can prepare for that and beat that. And really the answer for a lot of businesses is service. You have better service, better quality, and not competing on price because you're not going to be Walmart and Amazon on price. They'll, they'll beat you on that every time. But I just want you to think about this. So we went off on some tangents today, but you got to look ahead a couple years in your industry, in your town, in you know all sorts of things. you got to prepare a little bit ahead and just look ahead a couple years. What's going on? Are we growing, shrinking? What can we do to plan ahead for the changes coming up down the road? And, uh, you know, I always do try to do that. And I think, you know, for if you're in healthcare, we're in a great industry. There's definitely growth potential. But again, maybe your town, your town, you know, the big factories closing up or, or some major changes coming. Maybe you got to look ahead. Maybe you got to, you know, sell a place and move out. Like this Hallmark gift store guy, 2014, he's probably like, this is not a good business being anymore. He probably made money for years, saw the trend going on, sold to another guy. And, and he's the one who kind of went out of business with it. I'm sure hopefully that guy looked ahead and saw that. So you just got to look ahead in your industry in your town. Look ahead and see what's going down in the future in a couple of years. See where you see the trends going. Just plan ahead a little bit. It's just so many businesses are just buried their head in the minute and the fires that are going on. you just got to pause and take a minute and look ahead a couple of years. So go ahead and do that for me. Just think ahead your business, your personal life, everywhere. Look ahead a couple of years and see where you think the trends are going and just plan ahead a little bit. You know, Remodel ahead of time or see where the trends are going. You know, more senior care. Like one of the things we did a, a big expansion towards our Medicare. So we like got approved for this whole extra Medicare thing to it's a long story, but we're able to do like medical equipment to Medicare patients and offer them more services. And we did that a few years ago and it's, it's time consuming, it's expensive, uh, but it's an, another revenue model and another way to help Medicare patients because I saw Medicare is over 65 if you're not a doctor. Um, so we saw, you know, the Medicare is a booming trend. You know, when I started practice 15 years ago, there's less Medicare people. The baby boomers are getting older, they're getting on Medicare, you know, now, which 65 and over. So we spent, this is, you know, probably four years ago now before really they hit there. I spent a lot of time and money probably cost a year in staff's time and it's pretty expensive to get the certification we got but I got it ahead of time and now they're these people are starting to get Medicare age so that's one example I can kind of look ahead look at the trends you know I saw the trend people getting older Medicare increasing in my area and uh, you know another way to, to help more Medicare patients so there's always ways to do that kind of stuff so look ahead in your industry uh, no matter what you're doing and even little stuff like that like I just mentioned the Medicare example it's gonna be little changes you can make that can really make a big difference so just pause spend some time look ahead see where you think things are going and maybe it can uh, help you grow your business or your practice or your life or whatever you're doing so if we can help you out go to the website drjamesfetich.com we have a free audio right now top 10 ways to get new patients in 2018 you can download for free on the website and if anything else can help you just use our contact us page and we hope to hear from you soon thanks for listening to dr j's path to success podcast Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. For information, please visit drjamesfetish.com. Dr. James R. Fetish, Clinic Director at Village Family Clinic. His book, Secrets of a Million Dollar Clinic, is available on Amazon and online at hackettstownfamilyclinic.com or drjamesfetish.com, www.drjamesfetish.com. Dot com.